Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet Alice Shattuck. Tab hoarder. <laughs> Alice, it is a perfect, a perfect metaphor for her life. She's got 183 million tabs running. You can hear the. It's a 7:47 making its way down the runway before takeoff. It's every <laughs> HVA system in the world. HVAC system. Unfortunately, thanks to Tommy. Well, she's got 100 billion tabs open. If you were to see our house, you would understand where Alice's mind is. Her life what is, is supposed to nothing. Be? Her life is 153 tabs open. Lots of chaos. Lots of chaos around her. And I think we need to work on this chaos. I'm already started. I'm I am Mr. Floor Mopper. I've mopped the floor kitchen floor three times. I'm studying up on it, learning how to do it. I'm gonna we're gonna have the best best looking kitchen floor in the history of I think of the world. you missed that one spot with the shiny stuff. I might have missed I might have missed a spot. But I'm you're sorry doing about a good that. Job. I like Your it. Highness, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get better. I'll get the spot. <laughs> You know what you can do? You it know, looks like a little not shiny butterfly in certain light in the I'll, middle of I'll the I'll carry a little terry cloth and I get on my hands and knees and you can just point to where you see blemishes and I'll, it'll buff <laughs> them out, okay? You can stand above me. But the tab hoarder needs to uh, make things easier on herself as well. But it's, Sometimes it's tough. I know, Alice. It's tough to close tabs. <laughs> I know. I do a show, so I'm like, I might need this if I run out of stuff. So, but... Uh, you know what? It's what we need to work on. That's one of the things we're going to work on. That's one of the reasons our house is never fully organized because you and I both hold on to stuff. Like, do, you know what? Can I be honest with you about something? Mm-hmm. Yesterday, remember? Remember when um, I bought the, the totally necessary that you'd been asking for for a long time, oversized light blue birdcage? <laughs> yes, I, I got do it at, recall that. Yes. I, I got it at Tom's Discount in Salisbury, which is the greatest place in the world. I want to drop me off. Sometimes I have anxiety <clears throat> for reasons. Do you by any chance have a child that you haven't told me about named Julie, who sometimes goes on KMS? Oh yes, yes, I do. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I do. Yeah. Um, no, but um, but so so anyway, sometimes for for uh, reasons we won't talk about, sometimes I now have anxiety in my life. You guys saw, you know, get it. So I'll go to this Tom's. I drop my daughter off at uh, softball clinic. I go to this Tom's discount. It's so wonderful. It, the place is great. It's better than um, what's the the Nazi Michael's? Michael in the Nazi one that you love um, Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby exactly. Mm. It's like better than Building Nineteen. If oh, some of you my grandparents that. loved Building oh, Nineteen. Oh yeah, it's it's like all sorts of little trinkety things, and they had big blue bird cages for just ten bucks. So obviously, I mean, you got to get one of those. So I got one of those, and I for got- newer listeners to our program, you may or may not know that they also had on Craigslist one time giant elephants for two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, uh, not Tom's discount, but 
Craigslist did. And um, so now we have that in our living room. Too. That's fantastic. So, you don't love the elephant? I love the elephant, but it's just an unusual thing for. I was looking for. I was. I'm looking for more animals. Like I, I couldn't find. I, couldn't <laughs> I find think any... I have to draw the line at elephants. I have. Well, but that's. I the... have an affinity for elephants. I really yeah. like them, but that elephant is great. But so so I have so then I bought a plant for the uh, for the birdcage. So now I'm just going to mount the yeah. birdcage at some point. But it made me happy. But so the reason I bring that up is why did I bring that up? <laughs> My tabs. Your tabs. <laughs> I right. collect tabs like you collect elephants and bird cages and things at uh, the store. Oh, okay. No, no. Here's the point. The point is this: is that you and I have hoarder mentalities. Mm-hmm. Now I collect things because, but I have great things. Look at this: the, my lamp, my <laughs> parking meter, my parking lamp. meter lamp, my great um, plant that I gave you a cutting from. You know, I've got this great thing behind me: the, the picture of the pitted bull, my my all, all my great things in here, in my my boat, everything. So. So I love interesting things. I want this to be the, the room from I Got My Mind Set on You video with George Harrison. So I, And it's, it's well in the way. <laughs> so anyway, we the plant I got was a hanging plant. It's a hanging, is it a ficus? What is it? A hanging? It's like a little uh, like ivy thing. An ivy thing. thing. Okay. So it's got like it dangles, which I want. I want it to hang the, the um, mm-hmm. thing and the, the little ivy hangs down. So it came... Because I got it from Home Depot in the hanging plant area, it was hanging. It came with in a flower pot, obviously, but with the plastic hanging thing on it. Mm-hmm. And since I now have the birdcage to hang in, I don't need the plastic hanging thing. And so I took that off yesterday, and my 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 son James found it. He said, "Dad, oh, what's this? What should I do? What's this?" And I said, "Oh yeah, you can." I just... said, "Throw it out." And that killed me. That killed me because I thought to myself, "What if I really need to be hanging something soon?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'll look for that, and I'll be like, you know what? Then that's... maybe we can bend up a wire hanger or something. No, for no, you. it's not the same. Like that's made for that. So that's that's how my hoarding works. It's like, what if what if, if I throw this out now? What if I need it again soon? Like, and I could mm-hmm. need it again soon. Mm-hmm. You never know. And that's how like all. Yeah, that's why we have drawers full of sauce packets and. Well, but those and... I do need. Those I. <laughs> that's different. And, and shampoos from hotels. Those I do need. That's that's different. <laughs> that's not my hoarding. That's my thievery. That's different. That's a different <laughs> situation. But still, I mean, like if we had to go on the lamb and like live what in happened... an RV right. or something, we couldn't have all that stuff. Right, but, but like two years ago, I threw out a whole bunch of paperwork, including my own stuff, and Alice retrieved it from the trash and put it right back into the general population. Well, I took some of my stuff. Sometimes you throw out important things. You took all of my stuff, too. You were telling me a lesson that I was not allowed to eject stuff. Are you getting angry right now? Well, it's just not true. I You threw away a bunch of paperwork that was like important stuff, and I had to rescue some of it because you don't know what stuff is so you just chuck things away and like sometimes there's important stuff that i need to be able to find so now i've got so this is the question now alice now two different dynamics are no i mean new hampshire says that uh carlin had a great routine about stuff your stuff is junk my stuff is gold well you just said get your bleep your stuff is Mm s-h-i-t you would say get your out of here give me my stuff Sounds like a little bit Car- Carlin too, but I will. Um, so which leads, thank you. Which leads us to, thank you, Steve Merrimack here. <laughs> um, which leads us to the other thing now. So now, you know, we've been putting all these uh, fat pictures of me up, really fat pictures of me, including oh, you got a beauty today, <laughs> Alice. You got that is a great. There's little, a really little, nice yeah. fat picture of Tom on Twitter. Yeah. That's just incredible. And I've sent these. I can't believe that. Picture. So there is a there's a there's a there was a method to my madness. You know, I'm working with Awaken One and D, and so I've been sent. I've sent. They asked for a bunch of fat pictures of me. I don't know why they'd assume I'd have any, but we there's lots. Mm-hmm. So we sent them, and so I've socialed them out there too, just for the heck of it. So, but anyway, so now I've got a whole pile of clothes in my room. All my, all my fat shirts are ready to go to Goodwill. But. But what about what if you need them? What if I need them? What if I'm 375 this time next year? It's possible. It's possible. Alice, I there was a situation last night where I got a whiff of pepperoni pizza and I smashed like four slices late at night. I could not stop myself. I could not, Alice. If pepperoni pizza does not want me to smash it, stop we shouldn't have tell it, it to stop looking so sexy. We shouldn't have it around the house. I know we, we shouldn't. shouldn't have. 
No, we shouldn't. We didn't used to, but it wasn't for mm-hmm. me. It was for kids and people. But when I needed, the one time I needed them to actually eat the pepperoni pizza so it wouldn't be around, nobody touched any <laughs> else they had eaten. Zero. For some reason. I think we made an error because the particular people that we had over yesterday are like not big eaters. Yeah, but my own kids love to stick it to me by eating the pepperoni pizza. And they didn't <laughs> this time. And now, so I'm left late night. It's looking at me. The box is like, Tom, hold on. <laughs> My Mr. Shattuck, don't you look handsome this evening? I notice your wife is nowhere to be found, but I'm here to support you. Oh, oh man, it was so good. Oh, my God, I'm such a fat idiot. <laughs> so, anyway, so do I, do I move the fat? Do I just get rid of all the fat clothes? I mean, actually, they're all fat. The, the problem is when you're, really, when you're really fat, nothing, unless you're like a rich rapper, Nothing you're wearing, the really fat clothes, nothing's in style. It's just So like, Trish says donate your fat clothes to a men's homeless sh- shelter because they're always desperate for really large clothes. Really? That's what she says. Seems logical, I guess. So if things go on the course that they were three weeks ago, I could donate my clothes and be wearing them again next year. <laughs> <laughs> Missed you. <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> All my things. We're back. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I'm going to write a show note, Alice, if you don't mind. <laughs> You're going to write a show note. Okay. Write a show, show note. Go for it. Mm. Go for it. Write a show note. So, um, what are we mostly going to be talking about today? I'm glad you asked that because I would like to start off somewhere that I call, I have not actually listened to this in full, but Scott Adams mm-hmm. of Dilbert. So, you guys probably know Scott Adams. Uh, Scott Adams is a guy who writes the Dilbert mm-hmm. comic, which is nothing. My brother used to love it in the nineties. I I've never had a job like with a tie where I was allowed to have a business card those days, so I just resented it. So I didn't know office culture back then. So, but it, but but it was huge. The, the, a lot of people loved it. It was very big. It's still around, or was just still around. Scott Adams then, who was a big lefty during the Trump things, decided he observed that Trump was brilliant at persuasion. And he went mm-hmm. on social media and he started to be big on social media and talk to people how Trump was going to win and this and that. And he really became kind of a, a, a an armchair psychologist. And actually, I think he's got some degrees in kind of that field anyway. But so um, so recently he put out a video. Talk, maybe you should set up the video because you know more about it than I do. All I know is he put out a video that, that has got him canceled. Literally, he's now been canceled. His mm-hmm. syndication has been canceled just about everywhere for saying some things that on their on their face seem inadvisable to say but you know more about this than me right yeah so basically this this all the scott adams thing comes out of this thing first that happened which is that rasmussen the polling company did a poll in which they asked people if it's okay to be white um which that so that's the poll question is it okay to be white and they also ask people can black people be racist too um so 72 percent of americans agreed with the statement it's okay to be white and a majority of black people 53 percent of black people also agreed that it's okay to be white that it's okay to be white jesus (laughs) I want to know who the thirty percent of white people are. Who says, no, <laughs> this is um, no. That's that's seventy two percent of everybody. Okay, okay. So like, even white people m- might be even more, slightly more. But yeah, there's definitely some white people who, uh, you know, don't think. Okay, that. so almost fifty, almost half of black people in the survey feel that it's mm-hmm. not okay for people to be white. Apparently. So this is what Scott Adams said. And in the course of his video, he called black people a hate group. Okay. And, you know, because he basically said, like, imagine if half of white people couldn't agree with the statement, it's okay to be black. Like, I think that would be big news. <laughs> I think so. Uh, and 79% of Americans agreed that, uh, including 66% of black people, that black people can be racist too. Um. So, yeah, so then Scott Adams did a video about this, and he said that it shows that the country's racial tensions can't be fixed, that, like, only half of black people. Now, to be cl- to be fair, though, it is only, like, 26% of black people said it's not okay to be white. About 21% said they weren't sure if it's okay, okay to okay. be white. So if, if, you know, nearly half of all blacks 
uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the f*** away. Wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. All right, this can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where you know, I have a very low black population. Because unfortunately, the, you know, there's a high correlation between the density. And this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when, when he notes that the, when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. So I, I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's no longer a rational impulse. All right, let me, let me hold it here. Um, so maybe not all of that is how I would phrase it. No, and <laughs> and and. I mean, he's he's trying to protect himself in in Don Lemon, and and he's trying to stand by the letter of the analysis done or the poll. Well, right, and you know, and all these places that are talking about this poll and and why he's being quote unquote canceled are saying things like, um, you know, like oh. The statement, it's okay to be white, according to the Anti-Defamation League, is a hate chant that's on, you know, far right-wing hate websites and speeches. So, but he's, I mean, that it's one of these things where it's like all lives matter, where it's like a phrase that's patently innocuous. Of course it is. Like, they're... Maybe hate groups say it's okay to be white, but they're only saying that and able to make that a thing because there's a whole bunch of lunatics on the left going around and saying that it's not okay to be white. Well, yes, and trying and also, to teach kids only, in school that it's not right, okay to and, be white, and that there's only there's a, there's a there's a a small stable of 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 acceptable mottos and slogans out there, and the left dictates what those are. Right. And if you and use one that falls that outside seem, of those, mm-hmm. and it, even though it might seem benign, they've dictated that those are absolutely racist. Right. The, there are certain phrases that because of, you know, religious orthodoxies on the left, even though they seem completely normal, completely defensible, completely like there's literally nothing harmful about the phrase, it's okay to be white. Right. And... And just like there's nothing wrong with the phrase "all lives matter," and and if you have a problem with it or are trying to say that that's a racist phrase, like I have to think that you don't think it's okay to be white and you don't think that all lives matter. Like to me, that's the most obvious explanation. I also happen to think the phrase "black lives matter" is true, by the way, and I also happen to think the phrase "it's okay to be black" is also true. But you know, yeah, but okay, okay but fine. but the fact Sally, that but out? the fact that certain slogans that say things that are obviously true to real really to anyone are even like in question and have been defined by the left as some kind of hate slogans that is really a big problem the fact that we're down to 50 percent of black people who say that it's okay to be white means that there has been like mass indoctrination in not just in the black community but but like you said like the fact that it's only 70 percent of people can figure out to agree with the phrase that it's okay to be white Right. It is a sign that there's a problem. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny because when you say you don't have a problem with the phrase Black Lives Matter, I don't have a problem with the phrase, although I do have a problem with the phrase, because it suggests... It suggests that that's not already... That has not already been the consensus. 
And it suggests that based on farcical and fraudulent evidence. Well, right. The the movement and everything else about it is based on a lie. Um, but that being said, I I think that, that things that are obviously true, you should be able to say. Right. Absolutely. Like all lives matter or that it's okay to be any race at all. Yes. Of course it's okay to be any race. Duh. Of course it is. I mean, like, that's that's the premise of, you know, not being a racist. <laughs> that's the whole concept. So the idea that then we're going to that, that we're going to undermine words and phrases like that. And then you wonder why people think the left has a huge racism problem against certain races. And then so like during all this brouhaha and controversy on Twitter with with Scott Adams um, and the left sort of uh, got out in front of it in advance by saying like once a bunch once a bunch of newspapers started dropping him, they were like, oh, like he's going to complain he's been canceled because someone didn't want to take his cartoon well he kind of is being canceled and um, as some people are saying in the chat he he did say in advance of saying this in this same video like that he was going to pay the price for saying this and he didn't care um but you know it for the left to like make fun of the idea that he's being canceled in advance of him even like being canceled because they're sort of you know, trying to get in front of the narrative and say like, oh, boo-hoo, you're being canceled. The same way they do with J.K. Rowling, sort of like, oh, the billionaire in the castle is being canceled because we won't play our game. You know, they want, they want to get ahead of this idea that they're, um, that they're not allowing people to talk about things. But they're not allowing people to talk about things. Of course. And, you know, they're ready to, cancel 70% of the country for saying it's okay to be white for using a hate slogan, including half of black people. I'm actually encouraged that half of black people can figure out to to agree with the but, phrase. But also, you know, is it okay to be white? That's... That's... That's pretty lukewarm. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> what I'm saying is That's like saying, is it okay to be a cockroach? It's like, what are you going to exterminate them? It's like, <laughs> really? Seriously? It's like, is yeah. it okay to be white? No, it's not. Well, okay. So I'm what's not allowed the, yeah. to be? Is that the... Holy God. And the ADL's on the other side of this. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Remember it's it was okay, okay to, be... to be Jewish at one time? And so I'm, I'm going gonna, uh, gonna to back off from being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. Like, I've been doing it all my life, and I've been... The only outcome is I, be, I get called a racist. That's the only outcome. <laughs> it makes no sense to help black Americans if you're white. Uh, the, the, it's over. Don't, don't even think it's worth trying. Totally not trying. And... There we go. You didn't expect that today, did you? <laughs> But those who don't want to focus on education, you just need to get away from them. Just get as much distance as you can. That's my... Compelling content. <laughs> I mean, so then Elon Musk is on Twitter essentially like saying that the media is now racist against white and Asian people in, this, in the wake of all this. Of all Fuss. this? Yes. Well, uh, they are. Yeah, but people didn't like that take. Oh, so he's in trouble too. Yeah. You know what? Might as well just join the battle. Might as well have it out because this has all so. been this has all been been uh, vaporware BS. Right. It's all these constructs are just absolute BS. We all know that this is fake. This is fakeness. Mm -hmm. There's all the stuff that we pretended to think that we acted like was real. It's all been fake. Which brings me. Okay. To um, Andrew Sullivan, who we love, mm -hmm. who's a conservative, lives in P-Town and Washington, D.C. He's a gay man with AIDS, living with AIDS, who lost a lot of friends with AIDS, but but managed. He was a big proponent of gay marriage. He's a brilliant thinker. I love him. I love his podcast. It, make, it relaxes mm -hmm. me. He's such a great and wonderful and warm and intellectual guy. Andrew Sullivan. And um, he had on Jill 
Filipovic. 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 Is that Serbian? Mm, that region of the world, certainly. I don't know exactly what He had on Jill Filipovic, who is a little younger than me, I think. But she is a big-time feminist. She writes for a lot of places. But feminism is her thing. That is her thing. Mm-hmm. Or should be her thing. So during the, the conversation, they were they got on to the, the whole idea of womanhood and, and how uh, you know women were being devalued and difference between the, the genders and this and that. And, and he asked a question. He asked her because he, because he studied her and she was mentioning uh, like mm-hmm. cis-normative stuff and this and that, and the LGBT stuff. So he asked her the Matt Walsh question, which they, of course, called the Matt Welch question. Um, Painful. And just so she is, and she's, she's like a, a, a very educated person on this stuff. I'm sure she's mm-hmm. got all sorts of... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 30,000 degrees and this and that, et cetera. And it just, I thought it was very interesting. And let's listen in on this. Uh, here we go. How would you answer the question, what is a woman? The, the Matt Welch question. The Matt Welch question. I'm just, it's a, it's a good Walsh. question, is it not? I mean, or maybe I could ask you, what is a man? I mean, it, it doesn't matter which one you're asking. I, I just would like to know what, how, how, are you, how, would, you, how would you respond to that question? Either what is a woman or what is a man? Because they do seem pretty fundamental definitions to to be able to have a conversation about the sexes, right? So what is what is your working definition? Yeah, I mean, it is a good question. You know, look, I think for the va- for the majority of people in the world, a woman is a person who is born with female sex characteristics of you know a, a vulva, and a man is somebody who is born with male sex characteristics of penis and testicles. I don't think, though, that just because that's true for most people in the world, that it's so important to say that we must keep people in these categories when we know that, A, there's a category. Now, hold on. Already she's saying, okay, there's a difference right here. But it's not so important that we categorize it rigidly. Well, right. And it's also not. She's working clinically and scientifically. And then she says, but listen, you know, wink, wink, let's make an exception. Well, yeah. And she's also not fully, um, she's, she's not fully defining the original scientific definitions either. Right. You know, she's, she's using it doing secondary sex characteristics, which is like the outward appearance of genitals. But as we know, because there are people that are intersex or which she's going to use to set up her point, but she's initially setting up the debate in a way that she's able to use these exceptions to drive a wedge. She's saying, oh, it's based on these sex characteristics. But then there's people like, for example, the runner, Castor Semenya, who's, you know, appeared to be born with female genitals, but, you know, has um you know male testosterone levels in her body too like there are there are intersex people who have qualities of both um and and then you can use that if that's your goal which clearly hers is to confuse things that you know you can say that but the thing is is that that you know a, a woman is an adult human female and a man is an adult human male where female is the sex of a species that produces large gametes or who's body is arranged around the principle of, of producing large gametes what are large gametes gametes are the um the cells with half of your dna in them 
that are used to produce babies. So in mm. women, eggs and in men's sperm. Gotcha. So and then men or males have body systems that are organized around the ability to produce small gametes or sperm. Gotcha. You know, and just mm. because, you know, say you're in an accident and everything below the waist gets chopped off, like it doesn't make you not a man or a woman, but, you know, the the idea is not because people have like, you know, uncommon developmental things that happen where people are born with genitals of both or something, you know. So so if you define it based on this outward appearance, then you're you're already setting it up to have confusion. Well, what do you do if well, that's like your definition that you chose. But the truth is everyone's either male or female or they have some characteristics of males and some characteristics of females. But there's no third category or different category. Do you okay. know what I'm saying? Like because yes. there's only two types of gametes. Right. And there's only two types of gametes in everything on earth. Right. That's not like a new thing. There 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 are organisms that can like change their sex. They can switch from being able to produce one type of gametes to another type of gametes, but there's no third sex. There's no different sex because there's only two types of gametes. So you might not be able to produce one of the types of gametes or you might, no human can produce both. That's not something human beings can do. But, but if you already set up the definition with confusion over what you're talking about, then you're already setting it up like, oh, well, it's a penis or a vagina, but what do you do if something has both or neither? Now you don't know. Like, no, you actually do know. You know, like, this is actually a real thing. These are actual real biological categories. And, like, when we let the left set up the terms of the debate like this, you're already setting it up to not be able to have the conversation. But there's nothing else besides eggs and sperm. So gotcha. there's nothing else besides male and female. Gotcha. Let me continue. Or okay. people that are that are in the middle, right? That are intersex people who display characteristics of both. And then there are people for whom the assigned category doesn't fit. And you know, if somebody is assigned male at birth and that does not fit for them, and being a woman or a girl fits better. I for me, that is really no no skin off my nose. Once again. Yeah. I'm willing to make an exception and back away from logic and science. It's not a sacrifice for me, so I'm willing to do it. I'm willing right. to be I'm willing to sacrifice or stand down from intellectual integrity out of some empathy or some allowance for Well, right. But at some point that's also not the question that he asked. It's like if you ask somebody to define a refrigerator and they're like well, you know, most people consider a refrigerator to be an appliance that keeps things cold in their house. But, you know, like I have some friends that call their stove a refrigerator, too, and that doesn't really bother me. So, like, I, I guess it just can't be defined. Like, Right. And I don't think it's a huge problem to broaden out the category of women to it's include a, for the most. Yeah, but it's not what's a huge problem. Yeah, no, he asked you to just define a word. Right. Part, yeah. people who are born with these Men. sex characteristics, but also people you don't who think identify it's a problem as to women. expand the definition of women to include men. Well, I don't believe that trans women are men, which I, you know, will, is a fundamental I understand difference between how we see the world. Yeah, but she does believe trans women are men, but it's not a any skin off her nose to play to along. pretend with them. Yeah, right, exactly. No, because that's that's how she's chosen to phrase it, and the, and that's honestly like it's a pretty honest answer. Like no skin off my nose to expand the definition, but she clearly also knows that trans women aren't men. Right. So so actually, a woman is just whoever says she is a woman. <sighs> I, I like that. I know that. <laughs> I see. It what... shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard. Just. You know, Say it's funny, you know our daughter true. came into us today and played us this Babylon Bee clip where, uh, it, I mean, it's a, you know, a sketch, a Babylon Bee sketch where a kid's in a spelling bee and gets the word woman and right. asks for a definition and the spelling bee people can't define woman. And like, it, it's a funny little routine that they do, but uh it would be less funny if, I mean, it would be more funny if that weren't exactly what the left actually acts like. 
Like, it's it's not even really parody at this point. That's just how they act when you ask them to define simple terms that they, I mean, like, they're the women's studies majors and they can't figure out how to Madison, do, do, your the word. word is precocious. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Precocious. Little know-it-alls like you are annoyingly precocious. Precocious. P-R-E-C-O-C-I-O-U-S. Precocious. That's correct. Uh, Lincoln, your word is woman. Well, woman, can I have the country of origin, please? I, I don't, I don't, it, probably England or Germany or something. Woman. Um, can I have the definition, please? Uh, why don't you ask Judge One that question? Can I have the definition of woman, please? No. Why not? <laughs> I'm allowed to ask for definitions, right? The the thing is, a woman is the there. The a woman is 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 so what a she's, woman. What she's trying to say is that each person gets to define for themselves what a, a woman is. So can you define it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? I just I mean, and this goes on, but like, but it's the same is, thing. It's the same exact yeah, thing. But they actually do this. So it's like right, that's not what she's even doing. That's right. What she's that's what doing. Saying. She's like, well, yeah. I mean, I see what you're trying to do. Like, yeah. no, like you're Miss Feminist all into women. Can you tell me right. what one is? Yeah. Like, nope, nope, can't do it. And they act like you're trying to pull some trick on that. Right. Like the guy with Matt Walsh who said, like, why are you asking? Why do you want to know? <laughs> just just say it. It's a secret. So, so actually a woman is just whoever says she is a woman. I I know that <laughs> I see what you're like reeling me. Well, I'm just into. trying to get to the and bottom it, look, of this. It is, the it's, funny it's, thing is, is that she doesn't have. None of these people have to be reeled into anything. No, you could just tell us what your definition of the word is. Right, you could just say the obvious thing we all know. But the the problem is, is if she can't do that, if she's so burdened by this need to completely adhere to every dictate of this new wokey progressive fake belief yeah. system then it belies everything else she says about anything ever right i'm actually really excited because you know what's coming up in three days a mardi gras as a matter of fact no women's history month oh good so i mean like i'm really curious oh, my to goodness. see how well, the left is going to be able to celebrate women's history Month. i want to read to sally about rachel levine adela mulvaney yeah um who are the important women that we can talk about uh historic firsts uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Good point. Good. Oh, point. um, is Sam Brinton. Uh, historic first. Non-binary, but yeah, definitely I guess historic, historic first. first. Yes, they I want her learning about him. First. Yes, she they. can take some style tips from him. It is really complicated. I'm not. I'm not. I think it's complicated. I think. I think that we have two sexes. No one's ever discovered a third. There are a tiny handful of intersex people. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. You have a variety of variations on the chromosomes, which make them slightly different. No single human being has sperm and ovaries. No single human being produces testosterone and estrogen. It's a binary situation, and some people as always happens with the churn of evolution, natural selection, they're going to be outliers. It's, it's what, that's how evolution works. They're always outliers. And that, I think that also includes gay men and women. Now, gay men, for example, are behaving allegedly in terms of their relationships with other men like women. Does that make them women? And how would you not call them women mm -hmm. if that is how they're behaving? And do you not have a problem with the definition of women being associated? The problem with the soft-spoken, empathetic Andrew Sullivan is he does not take BS. Yeah, and I think also that the left needs to figure out a way to address this problem that they have where they can't define their terms because it makes them look really bad. Yes, and they still can't do it. They still can't. Yeah. What is a woman that's been out for like a year or something, right? Yes. And like they still have no answer to the question. Like they're prepared for this. They know about this. The fact that they still can't address it is, I mean, like if I were 
If I were a person who was like trying to plan strategy for liberals, like in politics or whatever, I would be really perturbed by the fact that they can't, they cannot figure out how to get around this. And do you not have a problem with the definition of women being associated with various stereotypes about women, picking dolls, for example? Well, this is, I think, an argument you hear quite a bit, right? That trans women are reinforcing a gender binary by dressing in traditionally feminine clothing. But the reality is that most cisgender women are doing the same thing, right? I have long hair. I'm wearing mascara. I do all kinds of things to my body that make me present. So she's unwomaning herself in, in order to cover for the people make pretending. Did you need to have your Adam's apple surgically shaved down? Did you need to rearrange the entire bone structure of your face in inpatient surgery drill in order to be your quote true self? She's a feminist and she's cast off her womanhood. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just something I'm aspiring to. It, It could be anything. I'm just aspiring to this thing. Well, if you're not protecting the sanctity of actual womanhood, but saying it's just something you subscribe to at some point, well, what the F? Yeah. As female and feminine that make me look different than I would if I just existed the way that I was born into the world, right? And so the fact that trans women do that too, to me is not reinforcing a gender binary any more you know, than the rest of the world. Okay. If you observe a little boy who's behaving effeminately, picks dolls to play with, you, you, you put him in the category of possibly a, a, actually a girl because he's displaying gender non-conforming behavior, which is usually, for, for, certainly if he says, I feel like a girl, at this point in kindergarten or wherever, he's put in the, the trans track. Is, is, that's the worry, that people are taking traditional understandings of what traditional stereotypes of what it means to be a girl. And when see boy, when they see boys behaving that way, then assume that in fact they're not actually boys, which it seems to me to be a little reactionary. It seems to me, yeah, to and be to the extent that that's happening, that's a problem. One. You know, and I, look, I agree. I think if a, if a boy is playing with a doll, a, yeah, how, they, do, how else do they determine whether someone is a, a girl or a boy? Because as as you as you said, you you can't you can no longer rely upon biology. Well, I, look, I. I among the trans folks who I've had these conversations folks. with. Here we go. Folks. Now we're going to word. anecdotes to try uh-huh. to find an escape route. They tell me is that this is a persistent sense of an incongruity between how the world sees them and how they see themselves. It's not the same thing as I wanted to play with dolls and my dad kept making me play with trucks, right? It was something much deeper and more profound than that. And look, I think that can be a tough thing, you know, for people like me who was assigned female at birth, still identifies as a woman. Wait, wait, she was what? And still what? Assigned female at birth. Hmm. Why did they assign her that? <laughs> I know. It's incredible. It's, I don't know why doctors just go around. Where did they come up with this idea? Heads or tails? <laughs> I mean, uh, call it a female. You know what? We did a bunch of boys this morning. Let's do a girl this time. Like, yeah. th- but that's, that's a narrative that they actually promote, that they put in like children's books that they read your kid at school, that that's a thing, that that's where sex and gender come from. That feels very integrated and natural and part of who I am. But if it felt disintegrated, if if I felt really like my, you know, the inside didn't match the outside to use like a pretty simplistic way of putting it, I think that would be tremendously distressing. And I frankly don't see how it would really make the world worse in any way if I lived my life presenting as a man. And so there we go once again. It's, right. distra- it's distressing. So let's just make an exception. Let's let them make pretend. Okay, guys, it'd be distressing if you don't. And nobody's saying to not let them make pretend. You can make pretend. Right. We know where the problem is. Yeah, no, nobody. I don't think there's anybody making an argument that we shouldn't let people 
you know, and maybe there have been in the past at times been people making this argument. But I think for the most part, nobody's saying you like shouldn't call people the name that they want to be called or not be nice to them if they wear clothes from the opposite sex. I think where people start to balk, since I'm not allowed to say the L balk, balk anymore, um, is that is when you're being asked to put like male rapists in women's prisons or allow male sexual predators into the women's locker room and naked into the women's sauna and other things like that, you know, or, you know, having men play women's sports, et cetera, et cetera. This is where, and, and it's not a question of, you know, there, there are obvious downsides to playing pretend to that degree where you're not allowed to acknowledge that you're even playing pretend. But we all know. She knows, too. Everyone knows that we're playing pretend. Yes, or else... The difference is how far some people are willing to take the pretend and, like, how far they'll go to convince you that they actually believe the well, pretend. Well, isn't that the same thing? Isn't that... Isn't that... It's no skin off my nose. I don't see... I don't see the problem with it. I'm just gonna... The same thing with the drag queen story hour thing. Yes, yes, it's a 53-year-old obese man who's twerking his lingerie ass in front of a six-year-old. But you know what? It, it's, at the end of the day, it's harmless, okay? It's like this escape valve for everything. You know, it, it's harmless. You know, just let them do what they want. I don't want to... And in a lot of cases, it is harmless. Well, sure. Except probably to the person's own health. That is... Yeah, kind of to me what a a lot of the core of the trans debate comes down to, which is it's okay to not understand something. It's okay to think that the way someone is living their life is out of line with maybe what you believe to be true. But for the most part, you know, A, is is the panic about it really proportionate (laughs) to the problem? Well, that that may be absolutely. And, you know, and how understanding agreed with that, by the way. Um, yeah, that the yeah. panic about it is out of proportion to the problem because this is another tactic that the left uses is they start putting mentally disturbed boys into like the girls locker room and then they're like why are you having such a moral panic like they're like Tucker mentioned trans kids all these times the right is just obsessed with drag queen story hours it's the same thing they did with the gas stoves they go around trying to ban gas stoves and they're like, why are you making a culture war issue out of gas stoves? Like, it, oh, well, totally. Like, you did it and then if I notice that you're doing it, suddenly, like, I'm, make, I'm obsessed and I'm making an issue and I'm having it's a moral it's the, panic. It's the Brett Kavanaugh gaslighting. That's what it is. Right. I think it gets a little more complicated when we get into the stuff about kids, but when, when we're talking about adults, does it really cost you anything to mind your own business? <laughs> That's really not what we're saying. Does it really cost you anything? Just mind your own business. Does it cost you, you know, let them just play. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, that's fine. But you're, you're letting them just play and you're laundering it through science and you're laundering it through medicine and you're laundering it through and all the these things. school systems we where have I'm to do required have to, to let send them just my play kids or else they'll else. kill themselves. You have to let them play or they'll be, they'll be upset. Right. Right. That's where the whole thing is, is nuts. Alice, what is the hot sauce? We're already there? We've been uh, we've been here for... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So uh, the hot sauce that brings us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline is, in fact, Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Uh, you can find it at Market Basket. You can find it at Big Y. It's a great hot sauce. You don't sacrifice heat for flavor. You get both in this sauce. Great, clean ingredients. They use sea salt for lowered sodium. They also donate 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. So um, really a great investment. If you're a hot sauce person, which we are at our house, definitely. Definitely um, go out and get some. And uh, they bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked hotline or the chat chat where people leave us great voicemail messages. Are you ready or should I still continue talking? What is the, the password for this? I have to sign it again. It's I the think one... it's the one that starts with three. I'm pretty okay. sure. An exclamation point at the end? No. Okay. I think. But You notice you've been playing Divine Intervention the whole show, by the way? Oh, Very you can hear quietly it? in the background? Yes, yeah, so I can, I can hear see it, it going and, and the, the thing. Okay. Why don't you tell me? 40 minutes ago. Okay, I think I'm in. Thank you. Oh, it's only two cars. It's only two. It's both uh, Justin. Want to hear Justin's? uh, The the Justin 
The Chelsea Fire Wicked Justin yes. Shat Shat. Wow, not too many submissions, Alice. Was it my pictures? Yeah, people was were Was it my shot disgusting. with manners? I always got a kick out of these people that wear masks when they're solo driving in their cars. It's like they're, uh, it's a virtue signal. Like, look at me. Look how great I am. I saved a billion lives. Look at me. I saved a billion lives. It is absolutely pathetic. Oh, God. Where did I see people yesterday? Sad. Where was I? Maybe I was at Tom's Discount up in Salisbury. And people had masks on? Yeah. I'm surprised. Salisbury's not big mask territory, I I wouldn't think. Sad news about Bruce Willis being um, diagnosed with uh, dementia. At least his family loves him, unlike Joe's. Anyway, Joe Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah, that's a great point. Also, John Fetterman. That was sad to see, too. Oh, Mrs. Fetterman is rocking and rolling. Mrs. Fetterman jetted off to Niagara Falls to go, uh, what's it called? Zip lining with the kids. To, to cheer up, cheer them up after their dad was hospitalized with extreme depression and health issues. Seems normal. Anyway, um, if you are on Patreon, stay there. We will see you on the other side. You can join that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. But of course, you can listen to the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's also where you can leave chat chat messages. You should do that. It's very fun. Everybody loves it. People swear by it. <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.